0: The message you're about to listen to is from the Household of David Mercy Conference 2024, themed The Resurrection. Be blessed as you listen. Shall we lift up our hands and glorify Jesus this morning? He's the head of the church. He's the Savior of the body. All things are made by Him and for Him. Visible and invisible, thrones and dominions, principalities and powers. He's before all things. In Him all things consist. It has pleased the Father that all fullness should dwell in Him and of his fullness we have received grace for grace. For the Lord came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. Can we bless him this morning? Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Thank you for choosing us before the foundation of the world that we should be without blame and only in your sight. Thank you for sealing us with the Holy Spirit of promise with the guarantee of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession your throne oh god is forever and ever the scepter of your kingdom is a right scepter for you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness therefore the lord your god has anointed you with an oil of gladness above your fellows we give you praise we love you lord we thank you for the power of resurrection thank you because of the power of resurrection and as we teach this morning everyone is blessed everyone is lifted everyone is edified everyone is strengthened and everyone is encouraged through the teaching of the word and by the power of the spirit let there be such a release of the dimension of the grace of god let it spread through the many and cause times given to abound to the glory of god thank you father we give you praise in jesus name give the lord a big hand as you take your seat amen Wow, it's great to be here. Just like Apostle Mike Oropo said, I will just quickly deal with some things this morning. And when I come back for my evening session, I will also say some things that would uh, <laughs> maybe controversial, but nonetheless, is the truth. And uh, I want to thank God for my beloved brother, Pastor Shola. And his, and uh, my beloved sister, Pastor Abigail, like the pose that I did yesterday, it's so great to see that in spite of what happened, you guys are not moved at all. I mean, that is a big testimony. And the overwhelming love and support that you have received from the body of Christ is also a testimony to the fact that you guys are body people. That means you have touched lives. You have done a lot of things behind the scene. Because very often, when a ministry is going through crisis, people just take a mental note. But they don't go all out. Personally, myself, I've received so many phone calls. As though you would think that it was our church that got burnt. And solidarity across the board, from the fathers, from brothers, from mentors, everywhere... And that shows the kind of the level of access and the level of love and acceptance that this ministry by the grace of god is having the body of christ all over the world and we celebrate that we celebrate that and, and let me also celebrate the entire house this is also a proof of the fact that the building is not the church <laughs> the fact that we lose the building doesn't mean (laughs) so that means you are not going to church you are the church so that idea that we are going to church on a Sunday we want to go to church that is Surulere industrial whatever that is not the church and I want to celebrate every one of you in spite of it all standing with your pastors believing the vision and coming all out and uh, not saying oh yeah if god is with us why did all this happen please those who say that don't on they've not gone through things in life you know when people talk like that so again we celebrate the grace of god and of course all our brothers and friends here will salute every one of you there's somebody i must salute pastor tolu Uh, this pastor tolu here you do not know how much your song Um you did and your bow go ni allorum. And you also did one song. Oh Lori Jotorum. La yo la wo le fall. Kyoto de Jotaye. Womakori <speaking> bitorum. Ah O callas oke fulleritoni buku. Awa in your awa fee for lorum e balawa. Thank you. So, so even in the UK, I sing your songs. And I just want to thank God for that. And I'm seeing you in flesh and blood for the first time today. Apostle Michael Ruppo, thank you very much. I mean, it's good to see you. I think i missed you the last time you came to the UK. And thanks for coming to our ministry the other time in the UK to be a blessing. And uh, despite the fact that I was not around physically, God bless you. And uh, Matthew 27. And of course, our Father and uh, father and the body of christ dr amos Fenwar, thank you very much for being here i think the last time we met was in atlanta georgia where we happened to be in the same meeting in atlanta I praise god forevermore matthew 27 51 to 53 let's start <laughs> oh bless be god can we just pray in the spirit for one minute everyone but the reason of what we want to receive now, Masakabala. In Jesus' name. Let's begin from verse 50. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Please, uh, multimedia, I use the New King James Version, please. It is apostles like Apostle Rockport that use Old King James Version. Those of us who are not apostles, those of us who are doctors, (laughs) (laughs) use the New King James Version. (laughs) The New King James Version is the most accurate version of the scripture. The Old King James Version used to be. But it's just that it's not written in current English. I live in England. Nobody comes to me and say, thou... Shouts, help me to buy something when dying, and wherefore, whereupon has thine come? <laughs> Just taking that away, the New King James Version gives it to you in modern English. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, the rocks were split, and the graves were opened. Even as we are reading this scripture, something's already happening. Amen. And many bodies of the saints who are falling asleep were raised. And coming out of their graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared unto many. So when the centurions saw those and those with him who were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the son of God. Apostle Mike Goropo almost took the title of my teaching this morning. And he mentioned it severally in the course of his teaching. And, And that is the implications of resurrection. If you care for a title, the implications of resurrection. Number one, the Bible says the moment he yielded the ghost, The moment he gave up his spirit, please note that. Note the sequence of events. It's very, very important. Number one, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So the first implication of the death of Jesus was a torn veil. And you see why that is important because we're going to get to that now. Because in the course of the teaching, you will now see that there are two types of veils now that is still veiling people, not making people to assess what Christ did for us. Number two, the graves were opened. Oh. I don't want to go into the aspect of the earthquake and the rock split. Um, but because it's there, and, and that's how you get accurate with the word of God, let's just touch on that. So let, let's follow the sequencing of the word. There's a way... And there's a reason why those things were recorded, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept in that regard. So let's look at it again. Number one, the veil of the temple tore. And the Bible was so meticulous to tell us how it tore. He said, number one, from the top to the bottom, from the top to the bottom. Number two, the heart quaked. Number three, rocks were split. And number four, the graves were opened. Write it down. The power of his resurrection is such an automatic power that just like Apostle Michael Roper was saying, you don't need to do anything. You just need to benefit. Because these guys were not praying for the graves to open. So it wasn't their prayer that made the graves to open. It wasn't... I mean, I don't think anybody in that generation knew God so much than to start interceding or to start interceding to say, I want this veil of the temple to tear from top to bottom. I don't think it was an intercessor that made that to happen. An intercessor looks at the veil. As a matter of fact, in their own time, they thought that veil was the greatest You know, um, how do I put it? A piece of material that is depicting divinity. Because every time they look at that veil, they remember Moses. So it was not the prayer of an individual on the face of the earth that made the veil to tear. It was not the prayer of an individual on the face of the earth that made the earth to quake. It was not the prayer of an individual on the face of the earth that made the rock to split. Then suddenly, look at it, the graves. Plural were opened. And look at what happened. And many bodies of the saints. Apostle, my pastor, is it not amazing that the people in these graves were not sinners? <laughs> so, so you begin to see the kind of people is talking about here. It says saints who are falling asleep. Saints who are falling asleep. And the reason why we're going this way is because the same thing that happened then is still happening now that inside so many graves are still saints who are falling asleep saints just like apostle mike said it's not because they are sinners it's not because i mean people are in situations today No, that means there's something about graves It doesn't respect the fact that you are a saint until you understand the power of his resurrection because these were saints locked up in graves and they were going to be there forever if not that something happened (laughs) and the moment that thing happened grave said I give up Uh and the funny thing is that you don't see Christ addressing the grave so what you call crisis they know (laughs) oh God I I just pray that the eyes of the understanding of somebody will be enlightened this morning To understand the fact that when you talk about sickness or poverty, sickness knows. Because the world essence of Christianity is for you to also agree that sickness knows. That means the grave knows when it is no longer in its place to hold somebody. Because these are automatic occurrences. By the reason of the fact that somebody died. And many of the bodies be stay with me. Let that scripture be on the screen. You don't really need to show my face. It's not as important as the scripture. Let's stay with the scripture. Because the more I see it, the more the revelation will begin to pour forth, the more. And the graves were opened. Look at somebody saying, In the, the name of Jesus, that is why we had mercy conference. Look at that person and say, The graves, the graves are, opened. are opened. Even the way you are saying it, I don't think you believe it. And many bodies of the saints were falling asleep. Were what? Pastor Shola, even if it's just the graves were opened, it's enough. But the Bible is saying there is more. So even if the graves are opened, just like Apostle Mike said, that is death if we don't experience these other part, which is called they were raised they were raised and look at the next verse <laughs> isn't that amazing pastor Shola and apostle and pastor Abigail that despite the fact that they were raised they waited so the graves can't open you can be raised but you are not yet out <laughs> something made them to come out that's, look look at that scripture again and coming out of the grave after oh god his resurrection that means that's by the fact that the graves were open those guys knew better we can still step out that's by the fact that they were raised they were still waiting for something They said what is going to validate this experience is not because don't forget he died three days earlier, and it was in the moment he yielded up the ghost, the graves opened. The moment he gave up the ghost, people were raised, but they stayed there because they were waiting for something. Imagine, look at scripture. They went, I mean, coming out of the graves after. resurrection. You know why that is important? Because Christ must be the first fruit. (laughs) An apostle Mike, if there is a first fruit, that is what we call prototype. Right? So there must be second fruit. There must be third fruit. That means once the first fruit is established, it becomes commonplace. Any other person can experience it. So they have to wait for him and the Bible says after his resurrection, They went into the holy city. Look look at that. Uh, Look at that. They went into the holy city and appeared to many. That means Elijah says, see me. Apostle, why why do they have to wait for this? Are we not blessed that what these guys waited for all their lives, we started from there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you are not getting it. I mean, I mean, guys like David had to wait for this. They looked for. That was why Abraham insisted. There's a place I must be buried. They knew something was coming, and they knew geography. Oh, let me say something about geography. These are the days you can't just afford to jump because in the equation of spiritual things. Geography is important. That was why Joseph said, don't leave my bones here. Uh, look, you guys don't understand why those patriarchs insisted they must be buried within that vicinity. Because they were looking forward to the power of his resurrection. But for us, Christianity started from there. What these guys look forward to, we began life from there. Oh, And the part I like about this is that they went into the holy city and they appeared. Imagine that day you are seeing David and Abraham said, this is me. My name is Abraham. How are you doing? (laughs) People of God, Christianity is that real. Because at times if we don't Unpack it like this. We think God is joking. They appeared. How long? Abraham was in that grave, Sarah, all of them, David, Isaac, Jacob, suddenly. As the world was mourning and as people were looking at what we call the Good Friday, these guys are saying the greatest thing in human history just happened. and they came out and appeared unto many. Apostle, that is the power of his resurrection. But the part I really like there, and that's where I want to start from, is that they were raised. Pastor is such a man of the word and I know the next thing I want to say, you know it in your spirit. I'm sure of that. We've been together for many years now? over 40 years. Grow up in the same house. One of the implications of resurrection is that Jesus reconfigured the entire spiritual realm. Write it down. The reconfiguration of the realm of the spirit. The reconfiguration of the realm of the spirit. Before resurrection, there was a way the realm of the spirit was configured. That once you die, the grave will hold you. And it does not matter whether you are Abraham or David. You are not exempted. Because that was the configuration at the time. So it's got nothing to do with you. It's not anything personal. You see, the beautiful thing about redemption also is that it's not anything personal. When people begin to personalize spiritual things, that is where you miss out. Just like Apostle Oropo was saying, you want your own story to be different. Just like I did in a recent post. You want to tell us the reason why you hurt God was because you fasted and prayed 10 hours every day for 4 weeks. That is your personal experience. It doesn't fit into our commonwealth. And that doesn't mean God cannot raise you that way. But you cannot make a doctrine out of that. Because that is not profitable for doctrine. Because it's not scripture. Then I now raise disciples. And I tell all of them, They have to fast and pray 10 hours every day for four weeks to hear God. Then somebody will look at you and say, I was not even looking for God when I had him. He spoke to me. (laughs) You know why that is very important? Look at Daniel chapter number 10. So, so, imagine Abraham despite the fact that he was the father of faith could not change these configurations because he's beyond Abraham he's beyond Moses imagine Moses to, to even show that level the moment Moses died another cosmic battle started fighting over his body because that was the configuration at the time and, and the book of Daniel explained this configuration in a, in a graphic manner in Daniel 10 Daniel, let's look at Daniel ten. When he began to pray, what verse is that? Quickly, because I don't want to go back. To, if I go to my notes, it will be longer. So, let's do a short version. So, when come back in the evening, we could do. When he began to pray, what verse is that? Multimedia, please help me. Or the gurus of the world here. <laughs> yeah, when they appeared, twenty-one days, all that. 2021, you see the, the gurus are here, <laughs> Daniel. No, no, no. Let's begin from 19. Where? What verse is that? Can someone locate the exact verse like and say, you Daniel, when you began to pray and you set your heart to seek the Lord and all that? What verse is that? Twelve. Verse 12. All right. Now, verse 12. Quickly. Look at that. That was a configuration at the time. And he said to me, Look, okay, let me read from bed. Do not fear Daniel, for from the first day, look at that, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Not because you fasted for 21 days, from the first day. (laughs) So what fasting does is not. To make God to hear us better. There's something that is called. Look at, look at another principle Daniel brought to bear there. It's called. When your heart is set to understand. You can fast but your heart is not set. Look, did you see that? Set your heart to understand. And to humble yourself before God. Your words were heard. And I've come because of your words. Look at the next verse. Look at the configuration that is coming out now. But the prince of, of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. For I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. So there was a delay for 21 days, Pastor Inga. And there was nothing they could do about it because that was a configuration. In the days of Daniel in the Old Testament, look at it, everyone. The configuration of the realm of the spirit was as such that God was there but in between God and man were principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So when a signal is coming from God, they could intercept it. And you just saw it now, even for as long as 21 days. Apostle my, look at that configuration. Is that not a bad configuration of pastor like that? Something occurred now, you've received the answer. But for the answer to get to you, it took another 21 days. Because where the answer was coming from was configured in such a manner that one prince of Persia can tamper with the answer. So God, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, they man. When Christ rose from the dead, he raised us. Uh, in that configuration we were too low so what he did was that to raise just like apostle was reading Ephesians 1 he raised us and made us to sit so whatever is coming from that realm gets to us first now before it gets to the principal example. In fact, we need to miss it for it to get to them. <laughs> That's why I want to do. I appreciate that word raised. You were raised. That means from this realm, you were taken to a realm above. And the Bible did not just say above. It said far above. The moment that happened, the graves opened. The bodies that were decayed, 2,000 years, 1,000 years, just regain their strength. But they knew why it happened. And that was why they didn't come out. They had to wait for him to come out first, Because Christ must be the first fruit. And they do not want to mess up that equation. And that was why despite the fact that all these things happened, they waited. And the moment he rose, they appeared unto many. Look at me, everyone. That is the story of our lives. That was why Paul was crying that I may know him. (laughs) You know we have in scripture things here and there that tells us or that tell us now in this regard. Things that tell us. Apostle Paul prayed. only very few places in scripture we were given insight into the prayer points so that those that we liked and we 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 respect in scripture at least we can have some kind of insight into their prayer lives Uh, when when we say they prayed when paul said i pray in tongues more than you all what did they say when they prayed? what kind of prayers did they pray so we're very fortunate that the bible gave us insight to one of the prayers apostle paul used to pray and that was that i may know him and that level of knowledge is connected to what the power why will Apostle Paul be praying that? That there is something called the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. So, even if you don't get anything from this conference, the first and the most important implication of his resurrection is the reconfiguration of the realm of the spirit to favor the saints. As a matter of fact, the saints are now part and critical to the production of the answers to their prayers. Because in Revelation 5 now, if you see the setting where prayers have been answered now, there's a golden bi- there full of incense. And the Bible tells us that is a prayer of the saints. So even for books to open for seals to be broken in heaven the prayers of the saints see that is why we fast and pray we're, we're, we're fasting and praying because it is our service to God because even in that realm certain things cannot happen until the prayers of the saints rise like incense so when you wake up in the morning and you are doing the two hours it's a service of God just like Anna Apostle Oracle, how can a woman fast and pray day and night for 84 years? You, Joseph, now wants to leave Mary because you think your love for Mary is your own making, but you don't know that a woman's life. And the Bible says she was a prophetess who never gave a single prophecy, she was not even known until the day Christ was presented. And that is to warn all of us. There are ministries that will not be popular. Because there is what is called God's secret service. And what those people are moving, you won't see them on YouTube. But they are determining the move of God in a generation. That was Anna. That, do you know, you see, at times we just say 84 years. Do, do you know? it? That, that means somebody started praying since 1940. 1940 to 2024 is 84 years you don't understand some of us our fathers were not even born in 1940 my father was born in 1946 apostle robo imagine since 1940 one woman never left the temple one day and her prayer was not for her need the baptist she was serving god so that's when prayer becomes a service when You get to this level, nobody's going to beg you to pray. It, it is how resurrected people pray because they now know it is a requirement in those realms that is reconfigured. That if saints don't pray, something will go wrong again. So, when you see a praying church like HOD, Pastor Allah used to tell me how much you guys pray, come pray. Almost every time, in fact, you remember, you used to tell me that Saturdays, people would just gather before mercy encounter study and start praying. And you told me that as much as two hundred people, before you know it, it became every almost everybody just coming. And somebody can be wondering, why are we praying like this? It's called prayer as a service. It's part of divine architecture to keep that configuration intact. You've heard software as a service before platform as a service it's called architecture so there's also an architecture in the realm of the spirit that prayer as a service is part of what keeps that infrastructure intact that configuration intact how are we getting something second first Corinthians four two types of veil and I can begin to close and when we come back in the evening we'll look at some other things so these saints were kept in the grave until the configuration start, changed. As somebody's is hearing me this morning. It doesn't matter what you are in. It doesn't matter what is keeping you in. Just remember this morning. The configuration changed to favor you. The saints are now operating in a realm far above, far above, far above far above and because of that grave must listen it has to open because of that the bodies must come together again <laughs> and because of that they have to appear after this conference you will appear because many of us have not appeared <laughs> those guys appeared unto many and they are like we're here we're here two types of veils 2nd Corinthians three let's begin from there then we look at 2 Corinthians 4.3. Then I can begin to close. It won't really be a long one this morning. But when we come back in evening. Like Apostle Oropo said. We'll look at some stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And your bow go only alone. Ye fung shay anore to tiffy on. wapela, woy on me more long. Only more len one loss on low room. And younger little don't look juba ten wo jure. Neighbor boy job by red by eating y law. share your money. Isherra your money. Feeble confu wo Come in. That song just came out. And I'm happy I'm in Lagos because it's difficult to sing these songs in England. They won't understand. <laughs> second Corinthians 3:14. Look at your neighbor again, and say you were raised. You know, when we're in secondary school, when you are broke, you ask your friend, can you raise me? Are there broke people here at this morning? <laughs> Even if you are broke, you were raised. There's something grace is looking for, and that is a witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever it is witness, great grace will be upon them all. Even if you don't believe Let's say, because we are all here now. There could be, there, I mean, we always have people like that. Maybe somebody's there, you are struggling with rent, Or somebody's there, you are struggling with school fees. Or somebody's there, you just need, just, just believe with us. Because, see, Christianity is very simple. There are times you need a, need a preacher to convince, confuse you. <laughs> it's very simple. Believe. Because all these guys were not praying for the graves to open, so something happened. How come a grave helped somebody? Grave helped somebody for two thousand years, and one day, grave just said, "I repent." <laughs> somebody instructed that grave on your behalf. You see, we're talking about the finished works of Christ, what Christ did for us. We're getting off a tangent now in the body of Christ, that our emphasis now seem to be on what we can do for ourselves. Not necessarily what Christ did for us. And that's why it's showing off this story that there are graves beyond you. They've got nothing to do with you. They continue to hold you until a higher power reconfigures things on your behalf. And that is the power of his resurrection. Look at this place now. So the veil top. Where is the veil today? Boy, their minds were blinded. For until this day, Pastor Shola, this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. You see, that veil that tall is now present every time you are reading the Old Testament. Unlifted. You know why we need to talk about this? Whenever we are teaching scripture, for those of us who are preachers, it is important for us to understand and appreciate that some Old Testament truths happened when the realm was reconfigured like the days of Daniel. That some of those truths are no longer true in the light of the New Testament. Or else, you'll be quoting Moses and you'll be justified. Meanwhile, the Bible is saying whenever you are reading the Old Testament, without the mindset of the power of his resurrection, there's already a veil there. Apostle Mike, and thank God, one of the fathers is here, Dr. M. O. Spenwa, Pastor Shola. Let's look at the bulk of our prayer points in the body of Christ today. They are Old Testament compliant. And they create veils. They create veils. They create veils. And that is why in a place like Nigeria, we pray. If 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 we're to go by the volume of prayer that's been offered in this country, this country should be the best country in the world. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the Old Testament, it's a testament. But this is now the Bible. Please give us that scripture again. Don't, don't let it said, but their minds were blinded. For the, until this day, you see, this day. Today, what is today's date? the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because look at that that veil is taken away in Christ (laughs) so I can come here and say you know what like Elijah, like Moses, like Daniel. You know, just like we, we just look at Daniel. Now, somebody can just say the reason why we need to pray 21 days was I took Daniel 21 days. So, so we, we even come a concept like Daniel's fast. What is Daniel's fast? And what, why must you do Daniel's fast? <laughs> why not do Christ fast? <laughs> that one is too ordinary, right? Pastor Shegmu, we must Danielize it. So it's called Danielization of theology, right? Because if you saw Daniel, it looks more real. But what we do not understand that Daniel himself was looking forward to Christ. I was looking forward to resurrection. In fact, he said, he said, many that are in the dust of the earth will be raised. Daniel was talking about that. Have you, you see that in the book of Daniel. That he says some will be raised into everlasting eternal life, and some will be raised into shame and everlasting contempt. Even Daniel was already contemplating, just like Apostle said. David sat one day. He said, Ah, I foresee the Lord before my face is at my right hand. He says, so I'm not going to be moved for you. You will not leave my soul in hell. And neither will you allow your only one to see corruption. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up. He said, he was talking about Christ. So what many of us are enjoying today, all these guys who are looking forward to it. So therefore, they could not have presented to us a perfect theology in that sense. Let me give you an example of the fast of Christ. Because you now have to understand that that veil is taking away in Christ. So Daniel cannot be our perfect example in fasting and prayer. It is Christ. Because it is only when you subject everything you are reading in the Old Testament to that civilization that is called Christ. That is when you now begin to see the essence of what they are doing. But to do it outside of Christ, you get into religion. Apostle Mike, I think it was one of the phone calls between myself and Pastor Shola. We started discussing this about the implication of the fast of Jesus. And I've had Pastor Shola teach on it before too. When Christ fasted and prayed for 40 days, it was not fasting and praying to defeat Satan. As a matter of fact, Satan came because he fasted. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for this new configuration? So in this new configuration, fasting and praying for 40 days is not to, to, to move Satan because you can't impress him that way because it was after 40 days he showed up. So, so if, if the 40 days is to build capacity, then, then by the time Christ got to 30, 50 days, Satan should pack his load and leave the earth. But, but look at Satan. He waited. He said, are you done? <laughs> because the real essence of fasting is not really fasting and praying the real essence of fasting is for you to answer some questions and if you miss those questions you just wasted time you just went through hunger strike and look at the first question if you are the son of god look at me i remember saying this in church in pastor chin talks uh, in George, in pastor chin talks church last year at their conference thank you lord how can after 40 days and 40 nights from satan he was not even impressed once because he he never referenced it he didn't say oh you are fasting and (laughs) praying if you are the son of god he didn't say if you are the prayer guru or you are the fasting man because those are the things people are trying to use to impress the enemy now that look at how much and don't forget that veil is taken away in Christ we are looking at fasting as an example now of how fasting can veil you if it's not done in Christ it can become a veil that veil that taught people are reintroducing it again in the reading of the Old Testament and Jesus said it is written three times it is written. That means before you fast, know the written word. It is not in fasting and prayer you get identity. God must have spoken to you, you are my son, before you fast and pray. Because a lot of people are trying to use fasting and prayer to get identity. You run into error. Your identity must be clear before you begin to fast and pray. And fasting and prayer in this new configuration cannot give you an identity that the world has not given you. So ever before he fasted, the father said, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I'm drumming it now. Because you are about to go into a realm that is what is going to be challenged. So, in this new configuration, it's better you receive a word from God and go and fast. Because if you fast to see something, you will see something. And people are seeing things. Isn't it? Is that not the base of our gospel now? <laughs> I didn't say so. That seven angels came into my room. And so, what? So the question I want to ask you that is your configuration Zion? Because if your configuration is Zion, by default, there are the innumerable companies. So don't try to impress us with seven. When we have access to innumerable, seven over innumerable. So stop veiling angels for us. Because we don't need that. As we are here now, there are innumerable. And that's why you need to look at the person sitting next to you very well and say, are you an angel? Because <laughs> there are too many. There are even more than all of us. here. innumerable companies. We can still count the number of people here. But the Bible says angels are that new configuration innumerable. Yeah. And that was why in that configuration, after all said and done, angels came and ministered to him. He didn't have to look for them. By default. So we're not fasting and praying to see angels. We don't, they're already here. So, so is it that you walk by faith or you walk by sight? And just like Apostle Oropo said, the, one of the greatest area, resurrection power, has come to educate us is our faith. So if Christ is not risen, you are still in your sin, your faith is, in fact, he said our preaching is empty. That means once we don't draw the source of our preaching from his resurrection power, we're just producing hot air. It's empty. It's empty. It's of, it's of no consequence in the realm of the spirit. So before he started fasting and pray, praying, the father said, you are my son. Be clear about that. So in fasting and praying, you are my son. After fasting and praying, you are my son. So fasting and praying should not give you identity. Because your identity cannot be derived from that. It has to be derived from the new configuration. If any man is in Christ, not that he will become because he prayed, he is, He is. that See, one of the reasons why they insisted we must have C in English is because of Bible. A credit in English. It's not, it's not needed in the body of Christ more than ever before. We need people to, to understand simple English. He is. Not that he will become. It's an automation. He is is. Forty days, Satan showed. And Jesus said, the only way we deal with things in the realm of the spirit is not our feelings, not what we see. It's a written word. It is written. Three times. And Apostle, Ma- you know what surprised me about this whole story is that the moment Jesus said it is written, Satan had nothing to say again. <laughs> I mean, you are debating, just say it is written. And it doesn't The guy said, okay. Okay, let's move to the next one. And to my greatest surprise, Satan also said, it is written. If there is no power in the written word, why is Satan doing Bible study? Because we now saw Satan himself also saying, so we want to go there. He said, let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> Satan now said, it is written. Throw yourself down. For it is written. He will give his angel charge over. Who is quoting scripture? Pastor yes. <laughs> Shego, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Let me come back. Imagine Satan saying, oh God, it is written. That means why people are snoring and sleeping. Believer, Satan is talking. It was like this, their book. There's something about this book. Let me also come in the volume of books. <laughs> <laughs> and yet an average Christian today doesn't know more than beyond John 3.16. When a generation of Bible illiterates, where the world level is too insignificant for anything significantly spiritual. And that is why all kinds of doctrines are flying around. You know, I, I was saying, one of the, my recent posts, I was saying why it is important for us to go back to our evangelical roots. Because evangelicals produce all of us. Little things like Bible study, quiet time. Pastor, like you remember in Abel Tagram School, you will be ashamed if you come to school yes. and they ask you, Did you have your quiet time today? In fact, you will you start repenting that you did not have quiet time. But how many of us have quiet time this morning now? Yeah. We're looking for breakthrough. Because we just believe there's something outside of us, and, and what Christianity is saying that is in you. You have it. As you said it is written, quoting from Psalms. <laughs> it is written to throw yourself down But that scripture says, "He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High." That means there's a level of word you need to know for the word not to even be misrepresented. Because that scripture says dwell. Satan took the same scripture that says for he that dwells, he converted it to he that jumps. You read the original scripture, there's no word there that says jump. The original scripture says dwell. So even when Satan is quoting scripture, look at it again. He's adulterated it. He's the father of lies. And it's easy because once they say John or somebody says Isaiah 40, even the way they say it. You're already shaking. Or <laughs> well, you need to look at the word yourself. Ah, Jesus now said, God, what is written can kill you if you don't know what is written again. <laughs> oh, you're not getting me. Look at how Jesus answered. He said, it is written. Is that what you're saying? That's where we are now. <laughs> he said, it is written again. Because once you misrepresent scripture, it is no longer me you are tempting. You are tempting the Lord your God because once scripture can be misrepresented christianity has ended because yes, 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 that's the only thing and that's why we're like let's give witness to the resurrection of the lord jesus christ looking at scripture like Pastor i was quoting and that is where i'm coming back to dwell in the evening he said according to scripture our our apostle said that is what i have received that means Paul was saying, this is not, look, even if you are, those who are there doubted it. Because somebody could say, oh, I wish I was there in Bible times. If you were there, maybe you would are... be the one even nailing him. <laughs> Thank God you are not there. Because it's a configuration. The people that were there, did not know better. You know, they just thought, they look at Apostle Paul. He thought he was actually serving God. He said, I thought within myself that I must do. Many things to the contrary to the name of Jesus. He actually thought he was serving God, so you are better off. That veil is taken away in Christ. Read on, please. Let's quickly finish. I just have about ten minutes more. Pastor, let's sing your song again. Oh Lord, turn. if I sing it for us. <laughs> Right here. Can you give me a good key then? Can you give me G or F or something? See that voice, thank you. La yola o lefu de sai yomacori bito agbe o coração so Thank you very much. Then the last scripture, 2 Corinthians 4 13. Hallelujah Well, let's begin to read from 4 3 No, no, let, let's quickly let, let's complete the 2 Corinthians three fourteen. Move on. There's still something there. Then we'll go to, at least you know the last scripture we're closing with, 2 Corinthians 4 3 let's no 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 that 314 but their minds were blinded for until this day let's read together everyone the same veil remains lifted come on read with me in the reading of the old testament because the veil is taken away in Christ next verse when Moses is read a veil the Moses there is talking about the entire collection of the world called the covenant Move on. Nevertheless, when you do what? What happens to the veil? Move on. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Move on. Let's enjoy the region of the world. But we all are are being transformed into the same. From glory to glory. That is why the Holy Spirit is there. Look at what he said. He said we hold with unveiled face. We behold in a mirror. So it does not matter. (laughs) I was telling them in church on Sunday in UK. I said look our song can no longer be 10 years after I became born again our song can no longer be look at me, uh, they used to think I will not succeed, I have succeeded that, that, was, that was before you became born again that's, that's not the song of a Christian you see you are, the realm in which you operate now to start singing like that you are undermining grace because that's no longer your story your story now is not from shame to glory your story is from glory to glory, glory. But a lot of our songs are still showing us as if we are moving from shame to glory. And we pride ourselves in that. And every time you do all that, you veil the gospel again. But we now know. Because every time there is open face, when it's unveiled, what you behold is glory. Look at it. Glory of the Lord and being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Move on. So what's the implication of that? Therefore, As we have received, that is the conference we are part of. We do not what? Move on. Because of that configuration, we have renounced. They didn't think so what? Shame. But by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. 2 Corinthians 4, 3. The second veil. Apostle Pastor Show, it's I can I can really understand that first one. But this second one is now the issue. The apostle Paul is now saying that despite the fact that we're teaching authentic Christianity, we're teaching the New Testament, there's still a possibility that it's still veiled. So Paul said, even if our gospel, please give me that scripture, it's veiled. <laughs> because somebody can be listening to Ross this morning, listening to Apostle Mike and I'm happy the way they even set it up, that had to come after listening to all that I'm saying and still say, you see, they've come again (laughs) there's a possibility that somebody can go through this conference and the entire conference is still veiled you know why? it is veiled move on, please to those who are what? why is it veiled to them? next verse whose mind the God of this age has blinded who do not believe less what the light of the glory is coming up again have you seen that resurrection is always synonymous with glory tap your neighbor and say there is a version of you that is glorious (laughs) And that is what we have come to provoke. That is what the power of His resurrection. That is the access we are granted. Look at it again. Move on. I think these people just like showing my face. <laughs> no, go back to verse number four. I'm going somewhere. I, I, you can see that deliberately. I'm reading scripture. And that is the culture we also need to bring back to John. Not just do one verse and start. Let's read. Because at times, the power is in the reading. As you are reading, something is happening to you. you say, we might not need to say more but the fact that you are reading. Whose mind the God of this age has blinded? What is the, what is the strategy of Satan now in this configuration? Is to make sure that the real gospel is veiled so that people can perish. God of this age has blinded. Why? So that the light of the gospel of the glory of God, with the image of God, should shine on them. Just like Apostle Roku said, and it's true, somebody can have a need of one million now. And in this conference, we're like, oh God, one million. And, and the Bible is saying, let a, the light of the glory of God just shine on you. Okay. It will amaze you that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, and you'll know what you need to do to get the one million. You just need a light to shine on you. Move on. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bond servant for Jesus' sake. Move on. For it is God, oh God, who commanded, look at that, light to shine of darkness, who are shone in our heart to give the light of the no- again glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Move on. Now, the implication of resurrection. We have this treasure. An 18th verse so that the excellence of power may be of us, may be of God, and not of us. Next verse. That's where we are really going. Wait. Don't rush it. Because the implication of resurrection, and this is how you react, this will show us whether the gospel is still veiled to you or not. Because every time you are hard pressed and you are crushed, you are veiled. <laughs> And that's why we have to thank God for Pastor Shola. Hard press. The place got burnt. But here we are, we are still having a conference. Look at our story in this new configuration. Whenever we are hard press, we must never be crushed. You must load the limitation of every hard press. You see, you must not allow it to get to that yet. Hard press. On every side. Like this conference yet you know i just remember something i need to amaze you that at times the way god works when i came for excellence in leadership conference 2021 that was before we left for the uk i sat there behind reverend sam reverend sam Pastor sam and pastor Nikke, they were there so i sat behind them and Apostle, Mike, you will not believe this. The Lord just opened the eyes of my and like in a flash. And he said, one day you are going to minister on this platform. I did not know it's HOD that will make it happen. Am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might not minister on this platform now? Because yeah. the Lord did not say for Pastor Sam or Pastor Nicky. He just said, you will. So don't forget that scripture. When you are addressed on every side in this new configuration, you know there's 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 one phrase that's going on everywhere in Nigeria, no greed. <laughs> so when you are pressed on every side, no greed to be crushed. <laughs> no greed. He said, I refuse to be crushed. It must not crush you. If you look at the prayers of many believers today, they are prayers of crushed people. And when you start praying like a crushed, let me use bad inde, like a crushed somebody. <laughs> you are no longer i mean your prayer is veiled believe me multiple veils on it once in a while god will show mercy but that's not the prayer of a believer must never show desperation because in christ we have victory and let me say this and that's where i'm going to start from in the evening (laughs) all that you are going through that you call crisis is god trying to introduce into your own private life the syllabus of death burial and resurrection because at every point, what Christ experienced, you must experience too. But, but, but just like Christ himself, he too said, Lord, if it is possible, let this cup, who wants to wake up as a pastor and your church is bought? Let this cup pass over me. That means in most cases, the cup we are asking to pass over us is our introduction into his death into his burial. So that you can be partakers. Because if you don't die with him, you can't be buried with him. And if you are not buried with him, you can't rise. So that is God, and that is what we call crisis. It's an introduction into that civilization. That's what, that means every time God wants to raise you, he will find a way to, first of all make sure you die. But that death many of us prematurely accept deliverance and we lose resurrection. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So those guys understood when they offer them deliverance, they said, no way. We're not going to take it. Because they know, look, you can, you can, God can start that process in your life. God has started it. And, And you're already about to go into barrier. Then somebody said, no, you cannot be buried. Let's offer you. Come to this prayer meeting. Let's pray. And they offer you deliverance. But the people in Hebrews 11 knew better not to accept deliverance. They said no. So there are some things you are going through. It's a syllabus. Go through it. And don't allow any preacher to talk you out of it. Because if people help you, I remember when when we got to Abuja. For the first two years, one year, no one one year, six months. Because from NYC straight I went into full-time ministry. And I did not even start ministry in Lagos, or Abuja, where I new people. God said, go to Abuja. And my wife and I got to Abuja. For the first one and a half years, we did not have a TV. We We only had two things in the house. Mattress in the bedroom and gas cooker in the kitchen. And the gas cooker was a wedding gift. Imagine my father came to our house. My father entered and he said, where's the sitting room? It was in the sitting room because it, there was no furniture there. Imagine. Oh, I, I thought this was a lobby that there's still a sitting room because the sitting room, we had to use newspaper to cover the windows because we could not buy cotton. And the Lord said, Don't call anybody. He said, Because if you call somebody and we. By that time, don't forget, I did ministry on campus. I already didn't know who was who in the body of Christ. Just one phone call to somebody like Pastor Sam, Adeyemi, i said, "Sir, you know your boy is suffering here," and they obey me. But Lord said, "Don't." He said, "Because I'm using this your story in the days to come to encourage somebody, especially young people who wants to marry, to see that you don't need any of those things to marry." Yeah. And guess what? We're saying that, and we stayed through that season. I was the first person to cry. Woke up in the morning. I remember that morning. I broke down. And I said, God, now it's time to talk. You see, (laughs) Apostle Mike, have you noticed, Pastor Shola? Don't think people don't have faith. Let people go through Christ and they want to talk to God. They believe God is hearing. (laughs) It's religion that configures our mind. I just said, God, we need to talk. I just said, look, if I did something wrong in you, I that you are punishing me for let me know <laughs> and tears were running i said what is this suffering because there were days i'm talking about five days no food in the house no food at all and the lord said no question. i said what can I? I said if you want to punish me let me know <laughs> and my wife came and she was comforting me only five days after she broke down too. <laughs> and i'll begin so we're telling this story in our sitting room Shegu came to Abuja. Pastor Sheik Gukoka, to come and resume work at CAC. And he heard our story. Right there in the sitting room, he fixed his wedding date. He said, eh? He said, my situation is even better. And I'm thinking I'm not ready. <laughs> then we now understood why God took us through that debt. Somebody will have offered us money. And that would be premature. We will have forfeited resurrection. It is not every time that the enemy is the one behind your story. So let me say it in our local palace. It is God that is doing you, not Satan. Because he's trying to introduce you into his power of his resurrection. Look at that scripture again. My time is up. Let's quickly read it and finish. We'll we'll continue from there in the evening. Because that's the crux of the evening message. How you are introduced into this flow. That was why even Christ had to pray. He said, Lord, if it is possible. You see, that means whatever is going to produce resurrection is what you are praying against. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are not getting me. Even Christ himself in his humanity got to them. He said, Lord, if it is possible. Apostle, Ma, imagine God answered that prayer and took away that cup. So there's a cup you don't like. But that is a cup that we activate resurrection. That is a cup that we activate glory. And that is the cup you are praying against every day. And the Lord is saying, the reason why we are praying against this every day is because we don't understand the Christian message. We are hard pressed on every side, but your neck crushed. It's not denying the reality of possible. It's like we are perplexed. But... Not in despair. Move on. <laughs> persecuted. But not forsaken. <laughs> Struck down. <laughs> that means refuse to grieve. Or how do you put it around here? No, no grief. No, it's in this time. No grief for the situation. Don't allow any situation to make you to look. At, you see, tell yourself once I become born again. This death. Just like Jesus told Mary and Martha. He said, this sickness is not unto death. They thought he was speaking English. Pastor Inga, here and there, Pastor Inga come. Jesus would take Mary and Martha. He said, you know what? I am the resurrection and the life. They will say they've heard. You look at them, they can say, I am the resurrection and the life. Have you not forgotten? So the day Lazarus died, Jesus said, have I not told you? Because at times, He's telling us some things people don't remember. So situation must happen. And when the situation happened, Jesus said, I've told you. Say, so, let me now tell you something you don't know. That resurrection is not an event. I am resurrection. You don't understand. So that means if any man is in Christ, that means that man is in resurrection. Because resurrection is not an event, it's a person. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and life. Because he said the sickness of Lazarus is not unto death. It's for the glory of God. So there are some situations in your life at are perplex. perplexed. It's not unto death. That is the glory point. And it is how you handle that situation. Like, like look at how this. Let's give the Lord a big hand for this church. Pastor Shola and Pastor Abigail taking these things in their stride. If it were to be some people, that's the end. But you'll see what this will produce. you see how fast we're going to get the property we have been believing God for. Because God has his sense of humor. And Pastor Shola will remember this. When he invited me for this conference about September, when he called me, he kept on saying, it. I don't know if you remember, Pastor. He said, I don't see my, us having that conference in that venue. He kept on saying it. He said, I don't see. He said, he said My spirit is just telling me we're not going to use that place for the conference. <laughs> Imagine the Lord now showed him that the place, whatever we have, Pastor, we have also prayed, Lord, let this cup pass from me. That is what we call spiritual warfare. <laughs> but jesus now said nevertheless that is the point many people have not gotten into not my will because i know this sickness is not unto death it's not unto death it's not unto death shall we rise up and begin to pray in the spirit this morning oh sata kababa should have recated about keyboardist yourself boss i want us to just spend five minutes just five minutes to really pray i feel in my spirit we should pray we've heard enough let's pray let's pray let's see the freaky demon let's call that resurrection flow all to happen we're now beginning to understand this is a praying church let's tear it up let's tear it up out of his belly out of his belly my out of my belly where says that this all shall flow rivers rivers of living waters here, here here, come on let's sing it again out of my belly out of, out of my belly. belly drummer oh river come on rivers of living water here, here. everyone let's shout it out I of my bed. session you know what you're going to do start having your victory parade what you have turned to prayer points turn it to praise points start thanking God for that crisis can we go ahead now start thanking God for that situation start thanking God that's a glory point that is death that is barrier that is resurrection ah just begin to thank God begin to thank God begin thank god and say lord no longer will this be a concern again no longer will this be a prayer point again because you are faithful you are faithful i'm a partaker of your power of your resurrection this is glory 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 pra ca papa yeah bagala prequeta baba li que passou prequeta baba shabgaba é que mala fragatina masida ba mama mama baba sudap pra ba li bagala prequete baba amen there are 15 people here this morning the hand of the lord is on you and listen to me. The reason why the hand of the Lord is on you, particularly this morning, is to show you that you are. this message is for you. And here is the Lord saying, I'm with you. And you are going through some difficult moments now. And the Lord is saying the reason for that is that Paul said, that I may know him. Give us that scripture on the screen. Let's close with that. And I'll just step down. That I may know him. Oh there's such a dimension of the glory of God in this place this morning. Look at that. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. So, what you call suffering? Paul was longing for it. He said, "Suffering is a fellowship." And he said, "The reason for that is that something must happen in our lives to make us to be conformable unto his death." And that's what we call crisis. He, God, God is looking at your story. He said, "This story is not conformable." Or until the syllabus of resurrection so god must create occurrences to make you conformable and that is why really, that's what religious people call crisis but people of faith call it glory so for every crisis this sickness is not unto death so if the hand of the lord is upon you is to show you that i'm with you and is to show you that this sickness is not unto death give the lord a big hand Thank you for listening to this message. Find out more about Household of David. Visit our website at www.householdofdavid.org. You can also follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and MixLR. Or join us for one of our services on Sundays by 8am and 10am and Wednesdays by 7pm. God bless you.